your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Must be a lover show, not a fighter. You know what? Kwame does all this stuff. This this love of music here. It's not my kind of music. Man, you listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm Ray Ellis here with Coach B. What's word? What's the word? I just figured I would, you know, safeties, we do this kind of thing. Yeah, that's how we do. So whenever there's an issue, somebody got, Kwame got his ankle sprain maybe on the highway. So (laughs) I figured I'd just jump in for him until he arrives in the studio. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you walking in here and helping me out a little bit. You know, I'm not too used to opening the show. I'm always the, I'm the co-host, not the host. Hey, but Coach B, you can handle it, man. You ready? I'm sure I probably can, but you know what? Right Put now, you on the center, let you take a snap? Oh, I can do that now. You're right. I can definitely do that if I need to. Don't get that wrong. You can do that. Terrell yeah, Pryor, huh? Did my, uh, why you got to go there with Terrell See, Pryor? I, well, you know, I just figured, you know, tall, light, well, skin brother, you know, no, you, 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 you can do it. Let's talk about Terrell Pryor. Uh, well, man, you said you wanted to do that. This is Kwame's show. I can't take it straight to Ohio State on his show, can I? He ain't here right now. He in traffic. <laughs> He'll be here in a second. What? What they won, right? They did win. They did win. Yeah, they did win. And you know, in football, don't make no difference. At the end of the game, either get the W or the L, which yeah. one you want. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have the W. I'd rather not go straight to L if it's possible. That's exactly right. But the W is always nice to have. Okay, especially if you got another game, right? Yeah, you got. Oh, y'all got a big game this weekend. USC comes into the horseshoe. What are you gonna do about that? Oh wait, why? Why is that a big game? It's a big game. Top five, top six, whatever it is, it's a big game because it's SC, right? No, because it's Ohio State and SC. <laughs> I well, mean, I tell you what, you gotta, it's you a gotta, big game. Anybody who thinks it's not a big game, you're right. But you know what? What's amazing to me nowadays in college football, and I like it like this. It should be this way all the time. Is you play big games early. It, it, you know, yeah. it's not always mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Right. And what could happen is you could be a national contention early in the season, and you lose early and you out. Right, like that big game last night. But again, with you guys, with Ohio State and um, USC coming up this weekend, you know. You can win or lose that game, or you can lose that game, and it won't affect your BCS rankings at the end of the season because the BCS rankings don't come out to week eight anyway. It depends on how six. bad you lose that game, though. Right. But, no, I don't really think so because two years ago, LSU had two losses, still won the national championship. Yeah, but they didn't get beat real bad. You get beat real bad early in the season by another contender, you know, you, you're in trouble. If you, SC beats us that bad, we're in trouble. You get beat, you get beat. Uh-oh. I got beat Uh-oh, up. He, <laughs> the man, <laughs> the man tried to do his show from the phone, and you, I jumped in. You know how that is. Our safeties, we do that thing. Bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> man, what is going hey, on? Hey, come bootleg. on, come on, Kwame. Come on, come, Kwame. They call it bootleg. Bootleg. Came in, came <laughs> in. I'm a, hey, listen, I'm gonna jump out here, man. We started to talk a little bit Ohio State. I really didn't want to talk no Ohio State. You know that, right? Well, I got Lamar Thomas calling. Lamar Thomas tried to call in. I want to talk Miami Florida State game. Oh man, oh, yeah, hey, but man, that was a great. That's, that was a that's, that's college football. That's that's big time college. That's how to start but let me ask you because before I leave, because this is what I I think, you know, it's best probably to have that loss if you're going to have a loss early in the season because well, you still could be a national contention. But if you get blown out from a big game early in the season, at the end of the season, you still don't have a chance to be a national champion because if you get blown out. And last night, either one of those teams could still be a national champion. I believe the way they play. And I think that's why they play those games first. Those two guys. Uh, uh, Richard, we talked about this yesterday. Miami and Florida State got to play each other first. They're within the first two weeks of the season, just in case that happens, because they still have uh, national championship implications on, you know, who's who's going to finish the season, now how they finish this season. But, you know, they're going to still try to throw Florida in there with Tebow and regardless of what they do. 
But I I gotta get uh I gotta get refocused now. I I need some Kahlua <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> Ray, when you bring that coffee, put some Kahlua in it. I I got people I calling in. I need some Kahlua in. too, please. Oh my goodness, man! I'm, I'm traffic, man. I left. We won't get back on to Miami, Florida. But wait a minute! I left an hour, and uh, I left about an hour from the house. Okay. You were still there when I left. Whoa! You were still there when I left. So, it takes me an hour and five minutes to get here. That's crazy. I left at like quarter after, and I got here at five till. My goodness, man! Then I tried to call in, and I—I don't know what you guys heard when I was. Uh, oh, I heard them. That's all I heard was static. Uh, yeah, me I'm too. like, wow. Yeah. Then I, uh, Lamar tried to call in, so I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna see if he can call back in, you know, because he does a broadcast and he also coaches football down in Florida, down that way. Okay. But back to the game, man. Let me let me refocus. Let me refocus. Okay. What a game. Now, one thousand one, one thousand two. Okay. <laughs> you gonna woosaw my man? Woosaw real quick. Yeah. Woosaw. That woosaw. Okay. <laughs> you good now? All right, let's go. Great game. It was a good game, man. It was, you know, number one, AC, both ACC teams. Uh, you know, Miami came in ACC a couple years ago. Right. Now they're. They got that big game out the way of the ACC. Now, whoever won that game right there is in the uh, driver's seat in the coastal division of the ACC. Well, you, you got uh, who's that? Who else in there? You got Virginia Tech, North Carolina, um, an ACC in a coastal I, I, division. I don't think, uh, yeah, because they do the what they do the North and South or what? What is it? Atlantic, Atlantic Coastal. I think it's Atlantic and Coastal. Oh, right, I think right. Coastal Georgia okay. Tech. Um, uh, Clemson, Clemson. Yeah, you got uh, Florida State, Florida obviously. State. Then who else is in that conference right there? Miami. You, where is UVA? I think UVA is in Atlantic. Atlantic. Up I top. think it's in Atlantic. Yeah. Okay. We'll double check though. But still, but that was good though. You know, Florida State losing that game. I was impressed by a lot of things with that game, but Florida State losing that game. Um, I don't think it hurt them. If they play well throughout the rest of the season, um, I don't think it would hurt them as far as the national championship implication goes because it was an early game and you have time to regroup. Well, they played. They had a good game last night. I mean, they didn't play a bad game at all. No, it wasn't bad. The only thing I would say about that game, it was seventy-two points scored in that football game. It was an arena game. It was an arena game. That it was, was a shootout. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> but you, you know that. You know that arena game. That's the high-scoring game. But it was a good game. It came down to, and games like that comes normally comes down to one play. Wow! Listen to this. Atlantic Conference is Boston College, Clemson, Maryland, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, and Florida State. The Coastal Conference is Miami, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Duke. They need yes. to put Duke up there with Syracuse somewhere. Let Duke needs play. to be in the Big East. Yeah, yeah, Big East. Give well, that. That's where Syracuse is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Miami. So give me the Atlanta again. Miami. The Atlantic Conference is uh, Boston College, okay. Clemson, no. Maryland, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, and Florida State. I don't think that's too bad. And the Coastal, the Coastal's not a bad, but Miami, Virginia Tech or Miami is going to win that Coastal. Virginia Tech and Miami. Virginia Tech just lost to um, who they played first game. Was it a um, – it was a pretty good game. Yeah, it was a really good – no, Alabama. They, no, 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 I'm talking about – No, I'm talking about 34-24 comes down to one or two plays. That's, that's true. Uh, but I'm talking about who did they play. Alabama. Uh, was it, you got it right there? Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, okay. lost to Alabama. Yeah, they had no business playing uh, losing to Alabama. Actually, oh no, Alabama was number fifth. Well, number six. Virginia Tech was sixth. Alabama was fifth. See, I don't go. I don't go by the rankings anymore. The rankings is BS along with the BCS. It's garbage. Uh oh, here we go. But the rankings Let's look start okay. Bashing the BCS now. All right. Well, you ranking them? My, uh, Alabama's been number one for the most part of last year. Utah comes and beat them, and Utah is just Utah. Yeah, that's real. Utah's in a not in a well, it's in a BCS conference, but yet they don't have a. They don't give Utah that type of um, 
who else is in the division? Not really. They don't give Utah that credibility. But Utah goes undefeated, and then they come in and beat Alabama, who was ranked number one all year. Um, and then you give them, um, then you don't give them any credit. Well, that same division because is not go, bad, though. You got you go by who they played throughout whack. the season. That, that is, I don't agree with that neither. These, no. some, you know, these guys line up and play. They play who they play. Look at the uh, BYU Oklahoma game. Yes, was BYU supposed to be Oklahoma? You can't say those. Don't they are kids? Um, Oklahoma is a favorite. I think they do better recruiting. Also, BYU has like twenty-four year old men on their team. Twenty-four. <laughs> they go on. They go They're on missions. They go on back. missions. Come yeah. back and they play. They got grown men on the team, but still, you have to line up and play. You can scheme, and I always felt you can tell a guy what you run in and how you gonna run it. But then it comes down to you. You uh, got to stop it. You got to stop it. Most definitely. I mean, like for instance, you know, again, I look at that BYU Oklahoma game. You know, with the Sam Bradford going out as early as he went out, mm-hmm. would they have really won that game with that? Um, True freshman coming in, or that sophomore retro freshman coming in at, on the second um, second second half. Right. Would Sam Bradford have made a difference later on in that game? Granted, Oklahoma defense only gave up fourteen points. Yeah, but you know it was a bunch of turnovers too. Bunch Any, of turnovers. Anytime you turn the ball over, you you limit yourself a chance to. We definitely know that. Yeah, you limit, you limit yourself a chance to win. But if you can create the turnovers and, and get those turnovers, you put yourself in a good position to win the football game. Most and definitely. It, and it comes down to again, a good football game normally comes down to one play. That's it. And, One uh, true play. And BYU found a way to pull it off. That's why they had to move it to Texas Stadium, to the Cowboys Stadium. Wow. The crowd, BYU fans, they travel. Uh, Oklahoma, right there, they travel. Oklahoma, Texas, that that is right next door. You can walk across the street. But That's our we, music, huh? We have the music. But, look, we're going to come back. This is Voice America Sports Network, Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. Uh I As will. co-host Coach B, I'm here. You, yeah. get some, you need to eat your coffee, man. Here, your coffee no come coffee. right now. I mean, I'm trying to apologize for this late arrival, man. <laughs> hey, Lamar Thomas, if you're still out there, man, give me a call back. I'll, I'll text you in a few minutes. Uh, Voice America Sports, we'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No Holds part. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. 
From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Voice America Sports Network. We're going live across the globe. We're live across the things. We are here. Coach B. Coach What's B up? is in the studio. Again, I'm apologize for uh, the traffic in Arizona. Traffic in Arizona is terrible. It shouldn't take me an hour and five minutes to get here. No, you're only like maybe 15 miles away. <laughs> yeah, seven, 17 minutes, man. I, I, man, Calm down. this is why Blue I like Star. Crown Royal. This is why I like Crown Royal. <laughs> hey, it was a great game, great high school, a great college game last night. Miami Hurricanes, University of Miami versus Florida State. And perfect timing. We got a, a, a special guest calling in. Lamar Thomas uh, went to the University of Miami. Oh, uh, hold on. Well, you got, you got to call it the U. The they, U. They get well, upset they, about that. Well, that's how they do it, Ohio State. But they gave him some special name. But Lamar Thomas, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate hey, thank you, you guys. In. Uh, it was an outstanding game last night. If you can hear my voice right now, it's uh, it's kind of crackling a little bit. It's probably because uh, I got back to my room. It was 3.30 in the morning. Ooh. I was leaving from Tallahassee to get back here at Boynton Beach High School. Uh, I left there at 5 o'clock. So I, I took a little cat nap, as you would say. Yeah, so you've was on you been on the go then. So Yeah, yeah but hey, it was a great ride back, I tell you that. Oh, I know that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, always a great ride back after a W. <laughs> Always, and and the fact that it, it was a great football game to watch. Uh, I don't, you know, whoever won and whoever lost, both teams could hold, hold their heads high, especially the offensive side of football with uh, Jacory Harris passing for uh, 386 yards and, and Ponder passing for about 295. Uh, and and I think both coordinators showed, offensive coordinators showed with uh, Mark, Mark Whipple. Uh, the University of Miami, of course, Jimbo Fisher over at uh, FSU, they both show um, that they really can do some, some great things on offense. Now, the defensive side of football for both teams, I think they need to sure, sure those up a little bit, especially the secondaries, because mm-hmm. uh, both secondaries got victimized last I, night. I, I, I agree with you right yeah. there, because there was 72 points scored in that game, but you got to also factor in this. It was a Miami mm-hmm. and Florida, Florida State, State game. game. So right. um, how composed – did uh, Ja'Cory Harris look? That guy looks so composed back there. He's a sophomore, right? Yeah, he's a sophomore. Um, I mean, the guy's been doing it. Um, I think a lot of people first saw this kid come on the scene when they uh, took on the team from Texas, uh, Miami Northwestern, and they beat a, a good Texas team out there um, in high school. And, and now people are getting to see him on the college level and and, and can see his maturity from, from last year. I mean, he was already – a pretty much composed player, but last night he he took it to another level. And um, I've been reading some of the message boards, the Kane's message boards, and even some just uh, overall message boards. And people are calling this, they're calling him Black Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Hey, well, I, mean, I, I tell you, he he had great composure. He had enough talk for the Voice of America uh, sports fans, listeners. We got Lamar Thomas, University of Miami. Uh, was down in Tallahassee for a game. Uh, you could tell. I don't know if that's his sexy voice or he just hoarse and he was yelling all night. But um, uh, my radio voice, regular voice. <laughs> my radio voice. Oh, radio voice. Okay, okay. Hey, let me ask you a question. Storm. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. You come back from the game last night. Is it a, you know, being from the U, going to the U, beating Florida State or beating Florida? Which one's the better feeling, driving home the, or riding home on the team bus or whatever the situation may be after that game? 
Well, if that was Florida that we beat, of course, we would be a lot happier. Um, you know, they're the number one team in the country, and obviously they have it rolling right now. Um, but to beat Florida State, being an 18th-ranked team, and Miami's trying to get themselves back on the national scene, um, it was a great win. It was a big win, uh, especially with the schedule, the way it sets up for, for the University of Miami. Those first four games that, that they have that a lot of people talk about, I mean, you, you take on Florida State at home, and you go up to Florida State up in Doak Campbell, which is a tough place to play, especially at night. Then you come back with Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, then you go to Blacksburg and play Virginia Tech. And then you have a, a Oklahoma team, which some people felt was the best team in the country. But I've said it all along. They're not the same Oklahoma, and they showed it against um, um, BYU. Uh, I don't think they're as deep as they they were the last couple of years, and not especially not uh, when they when you lose about. I say if you if that quarterback threw fifty five touchdowns, he lost at least thirty eight touchdowns to the to graduation and Gresham and Gresham being injured. Yeah, I, I agree with that because right. you know they always the prognosticators the is Oklahoma. I think they do the same thing with a lot of big schools. Uh, regardless of how they finish up, they steer their school. They always play good competition. They always find a way to win, whether that be a big game or not. But Oklahoma, I agree, is not the same team um, or deserving of the ranking they had coming into this year. But, again, you lose a lot of those guys uh, to graduation. You lose a lot of those guys to injuries. So well, they, they, it's just out of respect to the coach or, or they have to put somebody well, in there. Well, they, they're going to give the Heisman Trophy, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, the respect by giving him that, that ranking because Sam Bradford is number one, is the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Well, well last I, I, you know, another thing, too, um, Oklahoma could actually line up and run the football and beat a lot of people. Yes. But because, and, and, and hear me out, guys, because their quarterback is up for the Heisman, they're not going to do that. They're going to throw the football, because you know, and that that's going to be a problem for them. Uh, they have to because they, you're right. They line up and they they run through a lot of teams, and they'll be in a BCS game just by running along. But you got a Heisman candidate uh, again, uh, quarterback. You got to throw the ball because he could have come out and draft last year, and been one of those top three picks. He could have sure come out and yep. drive, been a top three picks, and they want to pass the ball to show now they're going to have to pass to show that he's okay arm-wise so he could get drafted. And that brings more credibility to the school, to the program, and what have you. Well, so I, I tell you what, the University of Miami is, uh, is, is, is you know, thanking their stars because, um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a great game, but, you know, Florida State could have easily won that game. Right. I think they dropped a couple passes and got stumbles. And that last throw, if he, if, the, if Ponder takes his time, uh, he hits that kid. He's wide open. He's wide open. And he has, he's on the run, too. There's a lot of stuff that Randy's going to have to go and, and, and try to get corrected. I think special teams was one. Um, you know, the, a lot of people were questioning the, the squib, squib kick at the end of the game. They put uh, Florida State in great field position. Um, you know, you want to mm-hmm. make them have to – uh, move the length of the field if you can, not give them a short field. They, they, uh, Florida State got the ball at the 50-yard line with, uh, what, a minute or something to go. I mean, that's – Yeah, I was confused about that. You were there, man, and yes. both teams did it. And I was wondering why they would do that when they have those dangerous returners. I mean, they, well, Florida State did a good job of putting the, um, Reed in a position to get the Correct. ball. But I was well, wondering why with that much time – with less time on the clock, why don't you kick it deep make them go the whole distance? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that maybe both coaches were were, were Sam and, and and Florida State got burned by it. Right. Uh, early in the season, um, you know, you your special teams isn't up to par. You know, um, 
The only, only team we can really talk about that's going to always have special teams from day one to, to, to the end of the time is, is probably Virginia Tech. Um, but I think maybe they felt like, um, you know, anything can happen on special teams since it's so early in the year and they wanted to be safe. But it almost came back to bite them. And yeah. uh, that would have been a horrible loss if Florida State would have been able to get that win because of the great field position. Right. And I, and I was um... – you know, I was watching the game. Games like that, I'm watching. I'm like not rooting. I'm not rooting for anybody. I just want to watch a good game. But mm-hmm. then I start thinking, who did I know went to Florida State, or who <laughs> did I know went to Miami? Then I start picking a team, and then I'm getting mad that stuff like that onside kick with a the squib kick. I said, why would you do that? Right. But you can't stop these team either team because at that point it was already twenty nine thirty one or something like that. You haven't been stopping them, so make them go the distance, and that way you can buy yourself some time. And Miami ended up calling timeout to help Florida State out. Florida State was discombobulated right. on the three-yard line. So I, well, well, so was Miami. Right, uh, yeah. I, you know, they had six. They, we had six timeouts where we burned um, just on substitutions. And uh, that's, you know, you're going to see stuff like that on the first the, game. The first game. Yeah. Um, uh, fortunately for Miami, it didn't come back to, to, to give them an L. Um, and, yeah. and like you said, on that when on. Florida State. Miami called a timeout when Florida State was very disorganized. Yeah, I, I, I was um, I was a little shocked by that. But both teams I, I agree. Both teams, first game, you're gonna have that type of stuff. You're gonna have special uh, special teams uh, mess up. But uh, uh, Lamar Thomas is on air with the Voice America Sports Network on the Kwamala Sports Talk Show. University of Miami. You go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you play for the Miami Dolphins. Man, how great a career is that? Um, it was awesome, bro. They never leave the you state never of Florida. I mean. State. At the end of my career, um, after I broke my hip, I, I got a couple workouts from some teams that weren't in Florida, and I said, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't know about that cold weather, bro. I, I love not, Florida. Not after a broken hip, no cold weather. Uh, nah, nah, nah. I, I, I just love Florida, man. And I, I really, you know, when I, I went up and worked out for um, Cleveland, when I worked out for um, New England, uh-huh. and I just, I, honestly, I, I told it. I just said I didn't want it. I just I didn't want to be outside of Florida. This is all I know, and this is what I love. And you know, I got a great fan base down here. I'm actually uh, on um, WQAM on Tuesday nights from um, eight to ten. That's five six a.m. in um, South Florida, and I'm also on on uh, Saturday nights from seven to ten. So, you know, it's it's a it's a great life to live in Florida, man. I I, I don't want to live anywhere else. Hey, man, wow. you can't lie. The only thing, the only reason why I'm not in Florida is the hurricanes. But you, other than that, you can't. I asked for a better place to be. South Beach, baby. South Beach. South Beach, man. Hey, you know what? I got some raffle tickets, too. You know what? I'm going to be down there at South Beach, but I got raffle tickets. I'll talk about that, but more about you. Uh, Make sure I get that information, man, so I can keep pumping it up on air. So, uh, you know, uh, definitely anytime you want to come on the show, anytime uh, you need me, just just holler out, me, myself, and Coach Britt. Um, whatever you need, man. Whatever. Well, you need. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll see you on South Beach. I'm, I'm, they, hey, they, I'm, they always come back. I'm, call- <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you as soon as I get down. I'm, before I even get down there, I'm, I'm on my way, Lamar. What's, what's up? And I'm rolling hey, with him. Hey, I'll be right there, probably sitting right at Fat Tuesday, just chilling, baby. There it oh, goes. Ready. There it go. All right, man. I appreciate you calling, man. At any time, I'm dead serious with that. You can call me anytime. Get on the show if you got something you want to talk about. Just call up in here. If you need me for anything, call me. Uh, it's just that it's just that fraternity, man. That alumni yes, thing. Uh, I'll be there for you, and I'm, I appreciate you being there for us here on the Sports America uh, uh, Voice America Network. All right, guys. Hey, you guys have a great you week, man. And, uh, I got your number, Kwame. All right, thanks. All right, I'll right. see. You know what? That's going to be now. You know, 
Well, maybe music in my ear well, right now. Ahead. But listen. We got 30 seconds. I'm, I'm Miami going over the way. Don't cut my time short away. So go ahead. We can go over. You know, Miami has to go to Oklahoma and play the Sooners. And then the Sooners, two weeks later, got to play Texas in Dallas. So that's going to be... Uh, Sam te- Bradford might be back for the Texas game. We don't know yet. If he come back, well, we shall see. We'll come yeah. back on the Voice America Sports Network. Kwame Lots of the Sports Talk. Lamar Thomas, I thank you for calling in. We'll be back in about two minutes. Peace. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds Part. They need to bench his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Kwame Lassa on the Kwame Lassa Sports Talk with my co-host now on this coast, Coach B. What's up, baby? You, sometimes I'm me. I'm back in Phoenix, dog. What's the word? Huh. Ain't that, well. We'll leave that alone. Yeah, don't let me get on that track, man. I'm still, I'm still a little bothered. I got to let that go, though. Yeah, you got to go ahead and let that go really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't. Um... It get out my system when they get out. I think I need a drink, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um. I appreciate the guy. I appreciate Lamar calling in, man. A stand-up guy, man. He had a great career at the University of Miami, as you say, the U, um, at Tampa Bay. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's right. He's been his whole athletic career. He's been in my in Florida. In Florida, man. Can't beat that. You can't beat that. No, you can't beat that at all. And then um, I know where he's coming from because you work out for other teams. Like I've been in Florida. I'm not going to. The, and I just broke my hip. Got my hip. Man. I'm sure he rehabbed at a high level to get it back in shape. Yeah. And then to go work out in a cold weather team that takes effect. Sometimes doing that, uh, them winters, them cold winters. Yeah, take it. I know for a fact because you know I went out fractured my hip back in '04, mm-hmm. and um, being in D.C. last year for the first time, murder. Yeah, I was man, I was in pain. I had the ibuprofen. I'm not an ibuprofen guy. And guy. Uh-huh. I don't take medicine. But I had the ibuprofen up a couple of times just to get out of that pain. Just to walk. Uh, just, yeah, I don't like uh, to take medicine, but. 
Really but yeah, I'm just, yeah, uh, a great call in man. A huge, huge um, uh, Miami guy, uh, and that was that was special. So we'll get it back to uh, what you got going on, man. What you think about the uh, starting of uh, Detroit's quarterback? Oh, Matthew Stafford starting over Dante Culpepper. You know what? We've had we've as as fans we've seen recent success of you know first round draft picks coming in and starting Flacco, Flacco, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. Um, so you know I don't. 0-16, they can't have nowhere else to, to do but go up. So what difference does that make? Um, I mean, give them the opportunity to come in. There. I know Dante will give them a better opportunity to win now. I think Dante is the best quarterback for them to play now. But if, if you're drafting a guy and you're drafting for the future and with the success of those guys we just mentioned, uh, you got to throw them in there. Not only that, you can always start him couple first couple games, right? Get his feet wet, and if he doesn't pan out, then you can put Dante in. And Dante's, but they coming off zero and sixteen, and they, they, the the morale of that team it has to be. I'm sure they had a pretty good camp, but you look at the numbers. Uh, he's thrown more interceptions, and one, I saw this on one a, touchdown, four picks. That's that's doing too much. Yeah, fifty nine percent. But he's learning. Quarterback rating, and they that was preseason. They haven't even thrown defenses at him that he's not haven't seen yet. Well, has he played four quarters yet? He, no, but again, he's still making the same mistakes he made in college. He's making now, right. not not going through his his reads, not taking um, the right steps in his drop back, not doing he, certain things he's supposed to do, and throwing off his back foot. Everybody ain't Brett Favre. No, and you need to get that. If you if you act like that, or you think that's you, then you need to go ahead and go somewhere else. Yeah. He's he's in Minnesota now. There's a lot. Of, there's only a handful few guys, uh, a handful of guys that can throw off their back foot and still right. make an accurate throw. Right. Uh, and right right now, he's not one. Not to say he won't, he would not be one, but. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm like on fifty-fifty as far as starting him because I see where uh, you want to build the future of this team from coming to zero and seven. So mm-hmm. the future of the team could be one and fifteen. Who who knows? That's that's a start. But to get him in there and the success that uh, the other teams have had putting in rookie quarterbacks and and all, just getting in the playoffs, not just winning or going eight and eight, but getting into the playoffs. Right. Uh, you you look. You go back to uh, Vince. Uh, Vince and Young. Uh, Young uh-huh. He got in and he won some games before he lost his mind. So right. you can bring in the first uh, guy if you believe in him. I'm sure you did your uh, due diligence. You did all your research and when you drafted the guy. So uh, there's no doubt that he shouldn't be your guy. If you did all your homework, you invested all this money into uh, the research, not just investing the money into signing him a contract, but they do a lot of research on these guys. They go to the background. You're going to be my first-round guy. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to check on you. They definitely can put that due diligence So in. So they had to um, – they have to believe over there that he's the guy, and they have a good backup in Dante Culpepper. Well, a great backup in Dante Culpepper. Right. I mean, Dante, Dante Culpepper put him in positions last year to be successful. They didn't have a defense last year neither. Not only did they not have an offense, they didn't have a defense. So, you know, and they, have, they got Megatron. They got Calvin Johnson. Right. And you can throw him the ball on a five-yard out, and he'll take it 95 yards. That's one guy. Drop of a dime. That's one guy. But, again, that one guy last year put up a lot of points for him. He did, but they have no choice. They had always, they fantasy. was always throwing the ball. Yeah, that's true. And then they got Kevin Smith from UCF. Kevin Smith. He's going to be a good – He finally in his second year. Him And so you got Calvin Johnson his third year. You got Kevin Smith in his second year. And you have now you have Matthew Stafford coming in. It's kind of like a reverse, and I'm not, I'm not going to compare them to the Dallas Cowboys of the ni- early 90s. But when they, late was 80s, when they were losing, when the Dallas went one and fifteen, when the Troy Aikman yeah. came back in, they drafted Emmitt Smith in nineteen eighty nine. I think eighty nine or nine they drafted Emmitt. Then all of a sudden, boom! Three years later, they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, nah, you have you have to build your team. You have to start somewhere. If the right. quarterback is going to be your quarterback, and you drafting him for the future, and you telling him that, mm-hmm. uh, you give him all the confidence. In the world he's going to make some mistakes, 
there's right. going to be some heads, and there's going to be some that the defense throw at them. They're going to make him make mistakes because he hasn't seen everything yet. He no. played preseason games. He hasn't seen all the defenses that are going to be thrown at him, blitz packages, zone blitz. You can't, um, you can't orchestrate that type of stuff in a practice. These guys move differently. That you, your your opponent moves differently. Uh, they're gonna throw different things. You play a guy like uh, the Baltimore, a team like Baltimore Ravens defense right. with Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. That changed the whole complexity of the game. Uh, just this guy alone talking to you, Most definitely. knowing knowing as, knowing the aggressiveness of this defense. You got Ed Reed back there. Uh, the defense alignment they have there, who's probably gonna be one of the top defense alignment in this league, if not already. Right. But, I mean, again, you don't have to play. On, they don't have to play the AFC. They don't have to play the Baltimore Ravens every day. It's kind of like going back. I'm, I'm, I hate bringing the Cowboys up. We're going back to that Cowboys thing. You know, Matthew Stafford grew up in Dallas, Texas. All right. Um, he grew up watching Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman nurtured him a little bit um, on the game, being in Texas. Okay? So he's talked to Troy a few times. Just, I think that that opportunity now that he's a starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions, you have a first, you got a, high, a low first-round draft pick last year in Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or early second-round draft pick in Kevin Smith. And you got Calvin Johnson from the year before. You have that nucleus to do that. Now, you can go in there. If you, these guys can be on the same page and do what they're supposed to do, you can go in there with a mediocre defense and put up some points and maybe win you five, six, seven games to start off, to give you that foundation. Next year could be a totally different story. Now, the problem that Detroit's always had, they've never had one, two, or three. They've always had one, like in Barry Sanders. You're talking about as far as the draft went? Yes. They've always had, well, as far as, not smart, as far as nucleus players uh, okay. that can. One player that, that was a dominant guy on that team. Yes. Yeah. Now they have three players that can be dominant. They have three players that can. One player that is definitely dominant. One player that is coming to his own after last year, Kevin Smith. And now they have Matthew Stafford that can come in and do some few, could hopefully do some good things for him. Okay. Well, then you're building this team, then at, at some point there has to be some leadership. Is Matthew Stafford the leader of this team? Can, can he get. Uh, Command or demand that type of leadership from those guys. We won't uh, you, know. You, well, you have he has to be able to do that, or they're going to lose, or they're going to be zero one sixteen again. You because put him an opportunity to do it though. He he had opportunity when you when you come in, you start doing all the right things. You a young guy, he's not going to be able to lead by example because he haven't done anything. So he start coming in, he's getting in his film study, and maybe he's done this. Start getting his film study, start getting his plays, how he pick up plays and how fast and when he picks these plays up. Uh, guys are watching. Right. Guys are watching. His teammates are watching. So are you going to be able to get in a situation, an adverse situation, and lead this team? And how you respond to it, you may be able to do so and win, lose, or draw is how you approached it. It's how you approach that type of leadership. Well, my question is, okay, Jim Schwartz is the head coach right. for the Detroit Lions. Okay, now he came in. Matthew Stafford came in. He didn't hold out of camp. Didn't pretty much – all he wanted to do was contract. He got his contract done. $49 million or whatever it is, guaranteed, or whatever, whatever the financial situation is. Uh-huh. Okay, he's been there. He's done that. Now, going through preseason, Dante Culpepper has put you in positions to win games. You know, I think he went for four touchdowns or three touchdowns or whatever. He had an 89.89% um, quarterback rating, which I'm really, I like quarterback rating stuff. I'm not too, it depends too keen on, on that. Yeah, it depends on the flow of the game, how right. the game goes. Certain things you have to do. And they're not playing whole games. They're playing, you know, Quarter here, quarter there. Right. You know, two or three series here, two or three series there. You talking about preseason? Preseason, right? right. Okay. So yeah. now we're going the regular season now. Okay, let's see what he can come in there and do. And I understand they throw him to the wolves early mm-hmm. because I'd rather throw him into the wolves early and for him to fail than to throw him in there late and for him to fail. Right. And, and I think um, uh, putting him against, playing him against the best defenses in your preseason, who, whoever that be, mm-hmm. whomever that may be in your um, in your preseason schedule, playing against those guys because you know. 
preseason games are pretty much vanilla, so you're not Most going definitely. you're not yeah. going to get a lot of stuff. Um, again, if you're building this team, I like to see. I still think um, Carl Pepper probably was the best choice of best chance for you to win in some football games. Win now, win now, right now, some football games. But uh, Matthew Stafford, if you've done all your work on him and if you believe he's a guy, you have to simplify the offense to give him some type of confidence, some type of rhythm. I'm not saying simplify where you can't only, you know, simplify. You say you can't only do certain things, but he has to be able to run the offense at this right. point now. Right. So uh, I, I don't think they will put him in there if they got to take away from uh, the plays they need, different downs, distance, certain situations of the game. You have to be able to run certain things to, to win football games to keep the defense off balance. Right. So mm-hmm. now it becomes a game between the uh, offense coordinator over there, quarterbacks coach over there against the defensive coordinator. Right, and I think that, you know, again, like I said, I think they Detroit has, has you know, since they got rid of Matt Miller, who's probably one of the worst executives ever to be an executive, well, who he, should have never been an executive, Raiders. Now, he he came on that Bill Walsh umbrella. He played for Bill Walsh. You know, he, that's a different. That's a whole different cloth because Bill Walsh still holds some weight around his league because he still has his clones around his league. Yeah. Um, I thought he brought in some good talent. I didn't think he was able to put that talent together. Well, that's the reason, Barry. I mean, I just think that, you know, you look at you. For a long time, they had no only person they had was Barry Sanders. They right. could never get a quarterback. They went out and signed. Um, but they had a plethora of quarterbacks over there. Yeah. This, and they tried to put a fullback in front of Barry Sanders. They, they just didn't know what they was doing with that team. Right. And they were always, at best, a 9-7 and seven team or 8-8. The, eight eight. the best coach they ever had was Wayne Fonts. Wayne Fox when they Wayne won. Wayne Fox was the last time they won a playoff game. Right. They were in the playoffs when Wayne Fox was the head coach, and they fired him a couple of years later. Yeah. And then Barry Sanders retires. But well, you know what? Wayne Fox was there. They was always average, but he did get those guys to play. They didn't have the talent. Matt no, Miller didn't. brought in a handful of talent, but again, like I said, they couldn't put that talent together. They couldn't manage that talent. So Wayne Fox kept them at a, probably eight nasers, which or nine and seven. Right. Which was probably all they could be at that time, mm-hmm. and then they wanted more. They thought another coach could come in and get them over their hump. No, and I think if you give a coach a job, you give him four years. And I, Fonz had, um, I think it was like six to eight. I yeah, think he was yeah. there for a minute. If you give him four years, if you're gonna build a team and turn a team around, you gotta you gotta be able to do that. Well, you gotta have you, you gotta, gotta you have, have patience. You, well, you gotta be able to have good drafts. Yeah, and understand this is what program you um what program you're in. Yeah, hit the Detroit uh, Lions. Lions. Yeah, you're not the you know what Detroit Lions, Arizona Cardinals, same thing. Anybody say about it? Anything about the Cardinals? Oh. <laughs> but the Cardinals, um, Cardinals have changed but, their. Yes, I, they I, have. They have changed their mentality. I think they've changed their mentality. We can get onto that uh, Cardinals a little bit when we get back. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the Detroit Lions. We'll come back and uh, finish up on the Lions. We're bringing the Cardinals since he brought up the Cardinals. We're bringing that into uh, fruition uh, when we get back. This is Kwamalaz on the Kwamalaz Sports Talk Show. My co-host, Coach, Coach B. What's up, baby? On the Voice American Sports Network. We'll be back in two minutes. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective. That'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports This is mm. when my sexy voice comes in. Welcome that. back mm. to the Voice America Sports Network. This mm. is Kwame Lassiter with my co-host, Coach B, What's on the Voice up? America Sports Network. We're going live across the globe, as usual, as always. Um, hey, all that sexy voice, man. You got to get rid of that when you're on there with me, though. Man. I don't hear all that. Well, you go sit in the closet, then. I will. Then, uh, no, I take your, no closet. Take your mic with you. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the Detroit Lions, man. Let's yeah. just get off them. I think the uh, the situation... It is what it is. It like, is what it is, but he has to be a leader, and I think they well, they, they won't be an 0-16 team again well my, for a while. My question is this, and, I'm, and we can jump off after I say this and comment or whatever. But, I mean, I don't think Jim Schwartz did not do his due diligence from the time he signed Matt Stafford, got him into camp, got him in OTAs, go through camp to give him the starting job. I think he's very comfortable in doing it. I think Matt Stafford probably has done everything he needed to do. Right Now, you can understand this kid knows some prominent people that have that are Hall of Famers in the National Football League who, you know, will tell you and tur- nurture you into being one the best quarterbacks you can be at, or best pe- person as you can be. It's how he receives all that information. He, right. may, he may know these people, and I can give you all the information. Like, I tell you stuff, you hard-headed. You don't do it right. I, you, <laughs> you can give um, him all the information. It's how he perceives and how, he's a t- how he attacks it, how right. he um, – you know, he go about his business with that information some the, the some of the best ever has given him. You mentioned right. Troy Aikman. Yeah. Um but it's how he take that and ball into who he's supposed to be, what mm-hmm. kind of player he's supposed to be in his uh future, his career. Um enough about Matt Staff and Detroit Lions. Really yeah, they owe sixteen, so when they start winning we'll talk a little bit more. I, I think we talk a little bit too much. I wanted to briefly touch on that uh oh, yeah. quarterback decision, but we we draw it we drew it out. Well wait, question. Two days, NFL starts off. First game of the season. For Miami, I mean, I'm sorry. Ooh, not Miami. I mean, Minnesota. I thought I was going to talk about the Cardinals. Go ahead. We don't, why we not talk about them? I brought them up early, though, huh? Yeah. Well, my bad. Arizona Cardinals. Uh, 
we talk about the first game. We we we'll get back to you. Who you say? Minnesota and yeah, who? Minnesota. Uh, first game of the season. Minnesota. And punch it up on your thing, man. Your laptop. I'll, I'll check Look, it out. I'll check it but out. the Arizona Cardinals. Now we talked about them going off the air. I think the morality, the morale, or the um, the attitude, the toughness. I think all that has changed since uh, Ken Wisenhunt became the coach. Yes. Again, my thing with it was more of a discipline. They brought more discipline to the team. The Cardinals wasn't disciplined. Uh, you know, you got some guys over there that, but it's going to take everybody, every guy on the field, eleven guys on the field offensively, the eleven guys on the field defense and special teams, so on. But you have to be disciplined. You have to understand your role, and I think he brought some type of toughness uh, and, uh, you know, um, a accountability that these guys has to own up to. And this is why they're successful. I think they fell asleep last year because they knew they was already in the playoffs. Uh, that those final four games. They right. were in the playoffs. They fell asleep, and they, I think they lost three of those games. That's no way to go into the playoffs, but at the end result, they ended up in the Super Bowl. They had a chance to win the Super Bowl. I think they had a great chance to win that Super Bowl, but the better nah, – I can't say the better team. The better team won. Yeah, most of the better team won. won. The better team won. The better, better team, team won. Made, they made more plays. They made more plays. The guy who made the play, I think in the Super Bowl, you make the plays down the stretch, that's who, that's who going to be your winner. Yeah, and I know – not saying that Carlos didn't make plays because they did make Carlos plays. Carlos made plays, but when you, you can't throw we'll a 90 – you can't throw a 100-yard interception. You can't let uh, a receiver catch three consecutive balls down the field from his 20 Yeah, and, and not – Put him out the game or not? And somebody who's been had a drop season all game long, and then all of a sudden he catches. And then a he, couple. well, he he drops the one, the first touchdown. Yeah. And then comes back, comes back the second one. It was the same play. Same exact. On play, a different side. Different side. And he was just, you know, he was he just made that catch because he but, really needed to make it. Okay. Well, I think all that all that being said, the Cardinals have some playoff experience. They have this pretty much the same guys over there. They don't have one thing they do not have, and I don't know how far this going, um, the impact this going to have on those guys. The offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. are both in Kansas City, uh, but they have this. They still have the same defensive nucleus, offensive nucleus. You still have Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, Kurt Warner. Uh, you added Beanie Wells. You had the uh, running back. Um, <coughs> what's the guy name from uh, Tim Rich- Hightower? Tim Hightower from Richmond, Virginia. You have those guys over there. You still should have a um, uh, offensive line has been playing together. The same offensive line has been playing together for three plus years. So yeah. you should have some type of. Uh, ability or want to Continuity. or be able to want to run the football. They had, right. they was like thirty something in rushing last year, mm-hmm. so it made sense to draft a Beanie Wells. If you didn't draft him, then you would have heard that the media would have a lot of things you do so people can shut up. So I think they did have to draft uh, Beanie Wells. Oh, you think that? Yeah, you did say that they did have to draft him. They had to draft this yeah. guy. He was sitting right there. You didn't have a running game. You, you got Tim Hightower. You got uh, uh, James Edron James sitting on uh, who I still thought could play. Sitting on the sideline, yeah, most definitely. And you held, you hold, you held on to him so long that you know he's just now getting a job in Seattle. Yeah, well, see, the thing is with the Cardinals is is for me, it's not just the team. I think they changed the the atmosphere, where they changed the the mentality in the front office. And when you change the mentality in the front office of the want to do, not the mediocre, not being mediocre, but right. wanting to get to that next level. And you go out and you get a head coach like Ken Wisenhunt and Rusk, and you get he also brings Russ Grimm, who has Super Bowl championships right. under his belt. All those guys under Bill Cowher. Yes, and Russ Grimm also was nominated. Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Exactly. But these guys were. Um, Russ Grimm was um, up for the head coach. Up job. for a head coaching job, mm-hmm. not only in Pittsburgh but other places as well. Yeah, and so. he chose to come out here to Arizona to change the, the atmosphere and change the way they did things out here. And again, Arizona is you know up and coming. 
they're, you know, I think the Arizona can win the NFC West. I really do. I don't think so. I know they're going to win the NFC West. And I don't like to keep saying they're up and coming because they've been up and coming since they've been in the Valley. That's 20-something years. Absolutely. They've, they've been, up, been and up and coming. But they, I, think they, coming, I think they're here. Now, the whole world going to the Super Bowl, winning some playoff games, I think everybody in the country knows about the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I don't, I don't see them dropping off. It would be a great crime to drop off from what you just accomplished a year before. I think the Arizona Cardinals is one of those teams. They're not the Pittsburgh Steelers as yet, but they write, they mention as one of those teams that will win football games. So you're thinking the Arizona Cardinals, they're going to maintain. The, they have the, to. They have to maintain it, but are they going to be able to? That's the question. Well, you, you mentioned the front office. I think they started to do a good job in signing uh, players now, uh, getting the right guys in here, the right chemistry in here, and that has a lot to do with the uh, officer-minded uh, coach they have. Right. They has, has to do with the uh, – uh, guys like Russ Grimm there. The, but John, uh, they, did, they did the same thing in late in the late nineties also. They has to do with signing a Kurt Warner, signing the mm-hmm. Adrian Wilson before his contract. Uh, one thing I didn't know, uh, don't like is uh, your franchise the guy um, Calvin. Um, I think it's Calvin Pace. Uh, Pace? I thought Pace was Pace, Pace, no, oh, Pace, Pace, is in, in, Pace is the Jets. Jets. Yeah. Pace is the Jets, but Carlos Dansby. Oh, yeah, Dansby. You, you franchise him two years in a row. And that, that should be illegal in the National Football League to franchise this guy. If you don't want this guy, if you don't want to sign him to a long-term deal, let him go right. get his paper somewhere else. That's most but uh, the uh, attitude for the front office has changed somewhat as far as getting guys in here, signing guys, keeping the chemistry together, not breaking up the team after a somewhat successful year, season. And, uh, you know, getting the players to understand you have superstars, you have role players. Nobody does that best better than the New England Patriots. Right. Because they know the thing on the Arizona Cardinals at one time was, if you want to win the Super Bowl, leave the Cardinals and go to another team and go to the Super Bowl. Well, we got two minutes left. Let's get back into, you wanted to say something about the first game, Minnesota, I think it was. Yes, Minnesota. And you uh, want to talk about some fantasy uh, no, or, or say some arena football league? I will say something about the arena football league. You got a lot of teams out there folding up, maybe because of the economy and mm-hmm. things that are going on. Um, yeah, some I, of the most, some, one of the most storied franchises in the Arena 2 game was the Peoria Pirates. Um, they're ceasing operations. You got a new team up in Manchester. Um up in um, Minnesota, um, Massachusetts area, Connecticut, actually, uh, Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolves, they're ceasing operations. you got a lot of teams out there who are thinking about closing down shop, and those are small market teams. So it's just, you know, it's, it's the economy's affecting everybody, especially local football. I, I think the, football. the National Football League should help those guys. They, they, uh, well, they see. did. They, they tried st- to. They're stealing enough money from uh, places here and there, 501, yeah. 3C. They did, they they, did though. It's but, supposed to be a charity, but right. they're getting a lot of money. And, uh you can help that team out. There's always it has to be an avenue for other guys to play football. Everybody, everyone can't play in the National Football League. Right. First game of the season uh, is going to be Pittsburgh against Tennessee. That's going to be a good game on Thursday night. Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Tennessee. That's, That's that a is a good game. game. That is a good game. You got to you got to go back like, real quick. You got to go back to the terror t- terrible towers they were stepping on in yes. Tennessee. And you know what, Lindell said, if I see another one this weekend, I'm going to step on it again. Well, it's motivational. It should, as long as it's healthy, I think those guys should be all right. We got about a uh, 30 seconds, man. But I, I'll, let me. You can thank a few. You guys, uh, music coming on. Cutters gloves. Cutters helped me out. I got a lot of guys on my team uh, to wear the cutters gloves. Yeah. Uh, they love them. Now all of a sudden, everybody can catch. You know, when you get new shoes, yeah. you think you can run fast. Yeah, everybody can catch now. But the cutter, they you know what? If I if I had cutters gloves when I play, I would wore cutters gloves. I'm dead serious on that. Yeah, actually, I was able to wear cutters gloves when I was playing arena okay. ball. It was yeah. a lot of fun. So okay. Also, I like those gloves. Lamar Thomas, man, I appreciate you calling in. Send me your info, man, so I can keep hubbing that on the air. From Phoenix, from the Phoenix location, uh, Voice America Sports no- uh, Network, Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. You see me on all that. Coach B, you got anything? That's it, man. Everybody be safe. Yeah, it's me. Thank you for the donuts. I appreciate that. We'll be back next week. Holla.
Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.